Good morning, Wisconsin. It's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Come give us your thoughts on the old National Bank talk and text line at 855-616-1620. Old National Bank. Get old. Now here's your host, Sandy Max and Steve Scafidi. Hello, hello, hello on this Wednesday. Andy Schwartz. That surprised you, didn't it, Sandy? But Sandy looks like, what is he doing? Pip, pip, and cheerio, Steve. Good morning, everybody. (laughs) Happy hump day. A phrase I still use, and no one else likes anymore, but I'm still going to say it, because that's the way I do things. All right, Sandy you Max, do you, as the phrase goes. Post-birthday, it's a big extravaganza yesterday. We had balloons. Still, there's, there's a few deflated balloons at the studio. Good. <laughs> there should be. The celebration continues. Is the person responsible... Which, by the way, they're just deflated because they were blown up by human breath, not helium. Then that would be really sad. Right. <laughs> but the person whose birthday should probably clean that mess up at some point. I can. Okay. <laughs> Point them out. I'll, I'll skedaddle them right One on of the out. things I love, and Annie Schwartz is in studio as she is often on Wednesdays at 9. So welcome. So many, many times. Annie Schwartz. It, that, that birthday thing is weird, though, because it's sort of like when you're in school and it's like, it's your birthday, bring the class treat. No. How about you bring the class treat? Shell out eight bucks for a sheet cake at uh, your favorite local grocer. Go it's to Woodman's, pick up a birthday. Yeah, Treat that's me. Uh, I can tell you that this culture here at Good Karma Brands uh, is very kind and celebratory and put your picture on the wall and send you a nice email and does not expect you to bring your own treats. Wow. Uh, but the last, I've, I've worked many a joint where, yes, it's your birthday. You're a part time employee. Bring in treats for everyone. There it is. Absolutely. <laughs> and now, more often than not, in grade schools, elementary schools, it's going to be raisins, not even fun cake or cookies. Oh, that's right. You can't, raisins some healthy can't bring anything anymore, right? Like Health, everything is... Healthy treats only go so far. Sometimes you just need to celebrate with a piece of cake uh, or a cookie. Just yeah. celebrate by being nice to each other. So. Listen to the sunshine coming out. Isn't she nice just a sweetheart? I can take care of that. Um, <laughs> right. You know, I, I'm really impressed with, with Good Karma Broadcasting, although I the B, I think, stands for Bikram this morning because it is hot yoga in yeah, this it's a little warm in the studio. Summertime inside and outside. I'll be it's shedding. Right. I'll be shedding my top layer at some point. Doesn't stop us. It's, it's freezing upstairs. Then you come down here. It's and I'm sorry. Where are the executive offices? <laughs> upstairs. Oh hi. Yeah. There. Um. But no, this is good. This is like working in the coal mines. I'm. I'm up for it. All right. You're loosened up. All right. Let's start. This is a big story out east. I mean, I saw a lot of national coverage on this over the weekend, and uh, as as the definitive. Experts, subject matter expert on the Dahmer murders. How many years ago now? 30? 32. Yeah. And you know what? 32 like, this week, Saturday. Like will coming be, Saturday. Yeah, this coming Saturday, the 22nd is the day of the discovery. And then the story broke on the 23rd. I broke the story on the 23rd. Yeah. Do you, do you, um, I know you, people ask you about it all the time. Do you like remember every, like when I had the mass shooting, I remember every detail. I don't necessarily remember all the names or, or some of those things, but. Every image is like etched in my mind. I remember a lot of it. It helped. And as I'm sure you know, because you wrote a book about your experience right. as well. Uh, when you're, when you're writing, when I was writing the book, I remembered a lot more, uh, detail than I thought I had. It's like when you're talking about something and all of a sudden you can remember little things. Uh, I, I remember details about how people looked in 1991. And when I wrote the book the first time in 1991, and it came out in 92, I had written very detailed descriptions of what people looked like 
uh, right down to, you know, she was um, an African-American female with her hair pulled straight back from her face and a, you know, in a, in a, a, a dirty pink bathrobe, because I remember that so well. And when the book was republished in 2021, uh, the publisher went back and they sanitized a lot of that because they said that some of those descriptions don't stand the test of time. And I thought, well, what am I, you know, <laughs> and I, and I mean, we're seeing that with a lot of other works, by the way, we're seeing that with classic works mm-hmm. going back to whether it's the, you know, whether it's the, the books of Agatha Christie or whoever, uh, you're seeing publishers go back and, and tidy up some of those, those descriptions. So that's why it's more important than ever for authors to get out and talk about those stories because you you aren't going it's not going to exactly be the necessarily the way that that I wrote it and described it back then but I do remember details I remember little I, as I'm sure you do smells yeah oh yeah every everything about it again I'm not good on, na- on names but boy every image that I I could just I could picture it like it just like it just happened yesterday so that never goes away so what are we talking about today you and I mentioned this a few weeks ago there's still active serial killer cases out there and then the latest the gilgo beach murders uh, i believe the individual's name is rex Hurman. Hurman, yeah. architects mm-hmm. i think late 50s mm-hmm. he fits um, the profile to a t tell me Everything tell me why you think that him. is why does he how does he fit the profile he's a middle-aged male married unassuming uh holds a job um he was uh, he spends his money on uh he spent his money anyway on on prostitutes or uh, uh, uh sex workers i think is the word that mm-hmm. that we're supposed yep. to use uh sex workers uh he uh it, it, he he's actually he's more he's more like btk the btk killer than he is like like Dahmer because he enjoy he taunted the police he enjoyed taunting he taunted the victims families is what he did uh, the BTK killer, or both of them? Oh my! BTK and this guy. Yeah, they used burner phones to call the victims' families and to taunt them about the fact that their loved one was would never be found and was never coming home. He's charged with three of what what may be as high as eleven or more unsolved killings in that part of the country. It's uh, Massapequa, Massapequa Park. Park, New York, yeah. Long Island. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty gruesome stuff. Uh, again. Highly trained architect, well respected in his field, I guess, but living as often as the case with these serial killers, like these completely bizarre, in this case, pornography fueled, he was into all kinds of weird stuff. Well, not only spending money, to your point, Annie, about on sex workers, but the trove of weapons that was found in his home. 200, uh, 200 weapons found in his home, guns that were found in his home, all, as, as far as I'm aware now, all legally purchased. Um, and it is, uh, what I'm waiting to hear about is, did he save any trophies from his victims? Many serial killers do that. They save a trophy. They, they save something from their, from their victims. And I'm wondering if he did that, or I'm wondering, there are probably going to be some pieces of information, especially because he's pleaded not guilty. Uh, there are going to be some pieces of information that aren't going to come out. And I think that's that's the part that I'm waiting for, is and, to hear what else is coming. Annie Schwartz joining us in studio, as she does most Wednesdays here at GKB. Good Karma Brands, WTMJ, our Avenue Studios. Stephen Sandy, we'll take a break. I want to ask you about something I was, I was picking up from some of the stories, some of the reporting, is that one of the reasons some of these serial killers persist 
is not that just that they're clever in, in how they do things, but the dynamics in police departments change. People leave, they, they go to other places, and, and the, the, uh, the, the, the continuation of the evidence, that trail, doesn't always stay fresh. We'll talk about that and much more with Annie Schwartz. You're listening to WTMJ Now. Annie Schwartz in studio, still the only guest I believe. Actually, Joe Zapecki had a theme song for a little bit. We kind of got rid of it when we went to the political power hour with Bill McCaution. Your own walk-up music. The political power hour? Yeah. I need, now I know, now I not only need, I'm going to be greedy. I not only need, like, that walk-up music, but I want to, it should be called something, right? Well, we'll let you work on that. Oh, he's just delegated. There it is. I'm very busy. See how fast that happens, I can't be bothered with creating marketing tools for your future. Success. Not that I don't want to. No. I'm just very, very busy. Understood. Lots to I do. mean, I devoted so much time to Sandy's birthday yesterday. That taxed oh, me significantly. I understand. Probably let the garden go for a day. I did. I was not <laughs> at the garden. And now I have to work double time over there to get that thing ship shape before I leave, of course, for Las Vegas. He could have saved some money. Uh, if, it, if my birthday was at the right time of year, he just could have brought me a bushel of tomatoes. But instead, he brought me donuts. Mm-hmm. So we had to- did you eat all the donuts? Not yet. You I'm, still haven't eaten them? I'm, a, I'm one of those people that's, that savors and stretches out. The, the gifts. Donuts have like a one-day lifespan, I think. They're going to be like cardboard. Not some... if you keep them in the microwave. In <laughs> the 21st the... century bread box, it's all good. All right, but we're... thank you. Thank you for your generosity. You're welcome. I that love has... the police energy rings. I do. And I I, I can keep them. You're the one who can say that. As the law enforcement communications expert, you can say that. I can that. say that. I would not I would can't dream say that, of it. Because then when you get stopped, a bad thing happens. So. No. All right. So we're talking <laughs> about a, uh, a new serial killer, an individual now arrested, charged in uh, at least three of these 11... Sets of remains found. Now, one of one of the remains is, is a toddler. I'm not sure. Well, it could be because the guy was had some sort of a creepy perversion with um, infant pornography, if that's what it's called. He consumed child pornography, yeah. which um, again, the 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 consumption of pornography is something that is common among uh, among serial killers. Uh, that is that again. That's a, a another commonality. Uh, there are a number of things that that you can find that are similarities uh, among them and different. When you described Rex Hureman, this suspect, you described what a lot of people, of we all know, mm-hmm. a middle-aged Caucasian man who's married and understated and keeps, you didn't say keeps to himself, but you said it fits this profile, mm-hmm. but this is so hard to, even with all the Lifetime movie specials and all the obsession with true crime, in my mind, then... How does your wife, like, how do you manage that where your wife doesn't know what you're doing on the computer all the time and you just have this 200 gun collection, which is absolutely right, especially if you obtain them legally, but just that there's no concern like, oh, that's just, he's just spends a lot of time. Is he he gaming? You know, like, that, that seems to be a lot of separate time where you're, is the wife absolutely trusting and just has no idea or just would rather not know? Just, it's this super dissected life. What you find is that a lot of times these serial killers have a completely separate life. They have a dual life. Uh, I, I, you've seen it in, in so many. You look at, at somebody like Ted Bundy. Uh, you know, you yeah, look didn't at, Bundy have a wife? Or, or at least a girlfriend, or he was engaged. Bundy was killing women that looked like his first girlfriend. That was, was. Uh, that was Ted Bundy's thing. But he was charming and amazing, and he was, you know, he was a lawyer and... Then, you know, I mean, look at the look at the guy who's um, accused in the string of serial rapes in Boston. 
uh, the he's an attorney. He shows up in court and everyone's going, really, that guy? And that's that's a very old case. That's a, a case from, I think, more than a decade ago in, in Boston. So there's I think that's why there's always so much on the part of media anyway. Always so it's like, where's the first look at this guy? I want just the first look. And I remember watching the news the day that they that they announced uh, the arrest of, of a suspected serial killer out in New York. And I was watching and, 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 you know, and it's that moment when you first see them. I still remember that with Dahmer. I was sitting with all the local media in the jury box in, uh, in a courtroom that was being used for intake, uh, over at the, uh, Milwaukee County Safety Building. And it was kind of a, <gasps> when you first see that person in person, uh, it, 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 I can't describe it really, but it is, it's kind of like, you know, how did you not know? And then it's just like you were asking, Sandy, you were talking about how does his wife not know? Because it's not in their heads. I, I really mm. think this is why we have so many women who are interested in true crime. Yes, I want to hold that thought because I want to get to that after the next break. Because I had a great conversation with a mother yesterday whose daughter was like fixated on this stuff. A very young woman in, in her early 20s. And it's interesting that the daughter's reaction to consuming this I think it's a common one. Let's take a break here. Sandy Max alongside WTMG. Now, Annie Schwartz, our guest, talking about the latest breaking story, uh, Long Island, a mass murderer, serial killer, charged with three of at least 11 missing people, now remains found. Um, i just curious, Annie, and think about this during the break, where this story goes from a police perspective because there's a lot of interesting things a lot of backstories related to this case and other serial killer cases we'll get to all of that and more after this on wtmj now steven sandy max wtmj now annie schwartz joining us as she does most wednesday mornings in nine o'clock hour so there's a lot of whenever there's a serial killer case a lot of national media attention and then the, the, the other stories that creep in and i've got a couple examples of this one is the for lack of a better ter- uh, terminology, chain of evidence that suffers sometimes. We saw with Bundy, department, different states. There's a lot of dropped balls in that process, and that's why he was able to keep getting out of jails and stuff and ultimately made his way to Florida. There's a lot of missed missed opportunities there. But for police departments, focusing on cases like this, the officers, the detectives, they, they go on other places. The story... The investigation doesn't necessarily have the urgency, at least according to some of the things I read this weekend, that it would have if one person was like locked on this case. Does that make sense to you? That makes sense. They're at the Milwaukee Police Department. And again, I've been gone for about, you know, doing the math. I've been gone about a decade now from the Milwaukee Police Department. So I don't know if they I'm assuming they still have the cold case unit. But the cold case unit was so valuable because those were people that worked on those cold cases. Uh, on those those bodies that they found in you know 2011, and now uh, you know uh, 12 years later, we're we're saying hey, we're looking at a suspect. Or actually, in the in the case of the Long Island serial killer, they developed a suspect a year ago. Uh, so you know it it's always a it's always a tough a tough thing to explain to people. But you know the Milwaukee Police Department once upon a time their homicide unit had the highest clearance rate. In the nation, mm-hmm. for a for a um, uh, for murder cases for homicides, and that is, I know that's 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 kind of dissipated over the years for a number of reasons, and I think one certainly is the fact that staffing is just so difficult. But there, the Milwaukee police had a um, had a system where 
you the homicide happened on Friday. Steve and Sandy are assigned to the to work the homicide. You work it on uh, Friday, Saturday. Up, oh, Steve and Sandy are off on Sunday and Monday. So what happens is the next you brief the next shift of detectives and you say, here's what we've got. So you're always working the case. I remember when I was out in Los Angeles and I was doing um, I was uh, learning from the uh, public affairs director from the Los Angeles Police Department. And the way they worked it was that Stephen Sandy's case. It's Stephen Sandy's case and they're working the case and they're off this weekend. So they'll pick it up again on Monday. Now, I don't know if it still works that way, but that's how it used to work. And that's how it works in a number of other departments. Well, if Steve and Sandy leave, though, that's, I think, where this question comes that's up. The other, that's the other part of it. And, you know, then that, that becomes, you know, that was your cause celeb, right? When you were with the department, it was you were doing the investigation, and you took ownership of that case. You probably developed relationships with the families. Uh, you probably have the families calling you, reaching out to you to say, is there anything new? Mm-hmm. Or maybe on the anniversary of the death. The families, you know, you're, you're calling the families just to say, hey, you know, it's another year. All those kinds of things are what are what, you know, good, good cops do, good detectives do. And in this case, you know, you're you know, I think you're seeing what you're you know, exactly what you're what you're talking about. Uh, one of the other things I had a conversation with a listener, a mom yesterday in a coffee shop in Oak Creek. And when we were talking about true crime, she was mentioning she was a fan of your segment on the show. Oh. A lot of people say that to me, actually, so that's not unique. But she was talking about her, the fact that her 23-year-old daughter had been a huge fan of true crime shows. Just not addicted to them, but just loved to watch them. And let's be honest, who hasn't gotten hooked on a good Dateline show? You, you know? say there are channels dedicated to this. Yes. So you can marathon them and then podcast. So, yeah, it's a, certainly a popular genre. So, But her daughter eventually said to her, I had to stop watching one because they're disturbing. And two, she was started to think about the victims and, and the families involved and that was a sensitivity that maybe some people have and some don't i mean what what do you what's the sense you get about that they're very popular and people love watching these stories there's a reason that the publisher contacted me 30 years after the discovery of the case and i i remember saying really 30 years later you want to you you want me to to you know write another a last chapter kind of a where are they now which is what i did but one of their their arguments was, you know, Annie, this thing is true crime is more popular than ever. And there are more uh, ways for people to share information on those cases. These podcasts that you were talking about, Sandy, those podcasts have been responsible for catching uh, murderers uh, who have who've been in, involved in, in some of these cold cases. I what I have heard and what I believe to be true is that women are. Uh, very uh, interested and they're a huge demographic when it comes to true crime because they want to know what do I look out for? They want to know what are the characteristics? They want to know how did they not discover this person sooner? Uh, I, every so time it's I, educational or inf- informational is I, the interest. I suppose. I mean, I guess if it was really educational, it would be on PBS. Which <laughs> right. It's not. So. Right. Um, but uh, what I think is, is, is fascinating about that is that you um, you end up having I, I end up having people come to the book signings, men who will say, "Can you sign this for my wife? She's a huge fan of you know true crime. She really loves <laughs> she loves that but that that um, uh, TV show called Snapped." And I'm like, "Brother, come here, have a conversation with me in private." You know, kind of weird. Um, <laughs> Snapped is all about women. Snapped is all about women who kill and right. why it's okay for them to kill because yeah. oh, there's a whole reason. 
that it happened. It's not really Dexter, like how he only, you know, murdered people that were awful. The bad people. The bad people. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be the, you know, the the fascination, I suppose, with with women and the genre. It's just, it's amazing to me because I... before I started having this realization that women like this, and, and I've talked to a lot of women about this because we, we've had you on talking about the Dahmer case, like, wh- why, other than the informational people, like, I would have guessed guys would be the consumers of this stuff. You know, older guys. Uh, to me, it's just people, because this is, what is a good story? There's drama, there's conflict. Unfortunately, there isn't always resolution. There, you know, it's the anguish of the not happy ending. How can I keep it from happening to me or someone I love? What are the signs? What can I watch out for? Uh, th- those are all things that attract that female audience to serial killer stories. When I have book signings, I'm telling you, the line is out the door with women. It is women. Or the men that come and say, my wife is a huge <laughs> yeah, fan. She yeah. couldn't come tonight. Could you please sign a book for her? But it is it is women far and away. Man, that is crazy. I wish we could channel this like education though into helping stop sex trafficking, you know, and, and, and incorporating some of these best practices into our regular lives. We seem to stumble on that one. So it's a good segue to what we're gonna talk about next. And the the Netflix version of the Dahmer, they they made a movie, um garnered thirteen Emmy nominations, and no surprise, I guess, that the uh, some of the victims' family members not real happy about the uh, all the lauding of the acting in these in these uh in these you know redos of the Dahmer story I'll, we'll get your thoughts on that and, and you can weigh in as well the old national bank talk text line if you have a question for annie or me or sandy 855-616-1620 the old national bank talk and text line Stephen sandy on this wednesday hump day happy hump day everybody thanks for tuning in however you find us over the air online streaming all over the country throw uh, a few countries around the world canada we have a following canada i have friends in albania now who are listening because i they, love that you know, it's me they don't they don't understand but it's kind of fun to watch <laughs> me because they know what that's like in person it's like <laughs> right. we watch you <laughs> so the the kind of the controversy based on the Dahmer thing and and if you don't know has written probably more about Dahmer than anybody else right i mean it's safe to say and you were there at the beginning of the story the first reporter to start reporting mm-hmm. on this you remember that day the before night absolutely. before that like what were you doing before you got that call? Uh, sleeping. <laughs> um, but uh, I remember that night I had covered a school a school board meeting. Oh, and I those really are, hated those it. are always exciting. Talk uh, about sleeping. Oh, I really hated it. I really did. I was just ready to stick a pencil in my <laughs> eye after. Pencil people is the thing we used to use with lead yes. on the end. Yeah. You always have to explain those. I things. know. I know. Uh, it's like a, you know the DVD is the later iteration of the floppy disk. Um, and then that happened, that call. And then the call happened. I got the tip call from a source who said, you have to get to 25th and Kilbourne. You've got to, it looks like there's, there's a guy who's been saving, you know, body parts in his apartment. And and then they, and then he said, and Rolf Mueller found a head in the refrigerator. Just from and I'm like, school board to Dahmer right. in the course of how many hours? Mm. Well, I also have to remember, Steve, you know, I just say that. Like it's because I, I that sentence that I just said, I say that a lot. Here's how I first found out about it. I have to remember that there are people, you know, just getting ready to shovel a spoonful of Wheaties in their mouth going. ah. Right. So I, you know, I uh, I have to remember that and I, I have to be mindful of that because uh, I don't. Uh, that is a story that is still as raw 32 years later for so many people, especially here in Milwaukee. And and I, I'm I'm 
I'm always mindful of that. And I'm mindful of that when we talk about this movie, when we talk about the fact that that Ryan Murphy, who was a very well-known um, uh, producer in, in Hollywood, produced Glee, uh, decided to do a movie uh, series for Netflix. It's not a documentary. It was a movie. Mm-hmm. And that's an important distinction to make. Joe Berlinger, also a very well-respected, well-known producer in uh, in New York and in Hollywood of documentaries. He did the documentary on Ted Bundy with the tapes, did a documentary on Jeffrey Dahmer that I did participate in, which is where we were able to hear the tapes of Jeffrey Dahmer uh, talking with his attorney in the early hours of uh, of their meeting and in the early hours of his confessions. The so, big story here is that this show, this movie, the monster of the Jeffrey Dahmer story, got received, was nominated for 13 Emmy Awards, and the families of the victims are not happy about it at all. Not at all. Now, Tom Jacobson, who was their attorney uh, in in this civil court back in the day, uh, I, he's, I think he's now out in California. I don't think he's in Milwaukee anymore. But Tom Jacobson still speaks on behalf of the families, and he said, this is crazy that we're glorifying this. And, you know, it's 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 hard for me because what, what you know, what kind of a hypocrite do I sound like if I say that that's a terrible thing? And then yet, you know, right. please buy my book. I mean, I sound I sound like a, a, a hypocrite. But what I and I'm not saying don't watch the, the Dahmer document, uh, the Dahmer uh, series. What I'm saying is let's make sure we're mindful of the fact that this is a movie. This is a, a fictitious movie. And when I hear Niecy Nash, for example, get up and do an interview, she's nominated for an Emmy for playing the Glenda Cleveland character in the movie. The character she plays in that movie does not exist. Glenda Cleveland did not live next door to Jeffrey Dahmer. She was not offered a sandwich, nor was anybody else uh, in, in Jeffrey Dahmer's building offered a sandwich. Uh, by Jeffrey Dahmer. There were no repeated calls to police over months and months saying, hey, you know, what, uh, you know, I called you about that that young boy. What happened with that? So he took a lot of license. But you can make the, the psycho argument. I mean, there was there was uh, Ed Gein. That became psycho. There's really not much similarity other than the way he treated the, the skin and the bodies of the, of the victims. So that's a a artistic leap. That I would I would think, and I don't know that the producers of this film, which is a movie, it's a movie. It's not treated as fact, although it's based on true stories. I'm I don't know if I didn't watch it, so does it say based on true stories or something like that? Uh, no, there's no uh, obligation to yeah. do everything that the that a documentary would do. I don't think so. I feel like there's a bit of a similarity between The Crown and this, where you know there's been controversy of oh my gosh, it is not a documentary. You're a fool. Whoopi Goldberg called, or was it Whoopi Goldberg or uh, Sharon Osbourne that called all of us idiots if we thought there was any historical fact in that, that it really is just a dramatization. And, it, and so I feel like this has some similarities in that, in that it's based on a true story. But to your point, they dramatized it even more and took great artistic license and that you could certainly poke holes in the Dahmer dramatization. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask that you this. Not do they have, do they have an obligation? Her. She's looking at yeah. me. No, I, I, you do they have an obligation me. to listen to the families, I guess, is the or talk to the families? Do they? they well, they claim they tried. They claim they tried. Well, I interviewed the families for my book. I had reached out to every single member, um, um, victim family, um, was told to, you know, uh, go sit on my hat and, you know, all, all kinds of different things from people that didn't want to talk. Some people did. 
Some people did. There was, but, but the families are seeing what's happening with this particular series, this particular dramatization, which is that it is clearly, I mean, it was, it was the most viewed series on Netflix ever when it launched, ever. And, you know, and, and people know that there's a monetary amount that probably equates to that. We got to take a break here. Um, an email reminds me that in the days of Laurentia Bambenic, and this is a claim, I don't know if this is true or not, most of the people that were consumed by this, women. Yes. Again, I'm not sure I still understand. I, I get the, you know, trying to figure out what not to do or how to put yourself in these situations, but that is somewhat surprising to me. We'll take a break. Annie Schwartz joins us every Wednesday. Sandy Max as well. You're listening, of course, to WTMJ Now. Annie Schwartz joining us as she does every Wednesday here on WTMJ Now. Love the Law Enforcement Hour. And we always know we have a lot of public safety folks listening. And I appreciate, one, that you listen, and two, that you guys do, and women, do a very tough job every day. And you're not respected like you should be. That's one of the reasons we have continued to do this hour. It's why I do salute the service. And that commitment is not going anywhere, even even with Sandy alongside. We're going to continue this hour because we love doing it. Well, there's a certain level of insight to the whole first responder process that I think a lot of us who aren't first responders just simply aren't aware of. And, Annie, you've been involved in law enforcement for a while now. We were just talking about the 32nd anniversary of the discovery of the Jeffrey Dahmer murders. Um, and you have written Monster, the best-selling book, and then the update. So now with that wealth of knowledge and really being ingrained on what the technology was back in 1991, uh, we have a text on the old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. Ryan Westbend asks, can Annie speak more on the technology used nowadays? Mm. They caught this new serial killer through tracking cell phone pings, receipts of businesses near the area. With technology nowadays, it's got to be pretty rare that a serial killer can get away with crimes, I would think. If they're using technology as carelessly as this guy did. So one of the things that this particular serial killer, the the accused serial killer, I should say, since he's pleaded not guilty. So uh, although by day the evidence is mounting against him. That's what I find the most interesting, by the way, is how they're when they're talking about how these newest discoveries are made. So one of the things that we used to keep a secret in law enforcement was the ability to triangulate cell phones and the uh, the ability to figure out where somebody was just because they had a cell phone on them. This guy used burner phones, but yet he's still using the cell towers. They're, they could still triangulate uh, the cell towers. Now, we had that technology back uh, when I was at the Milwaukee Police Department, you know, more than a decade ago. It was it was something new, and we were I was never allowed in a briefing to say to the media that we tracked the cell phone mm. because we didn't want the bad guys to know we did that. They know now. They know now. But despite that, this guy still sought, like serial killers do, thought he was smarter than everybody else. But the technology is amazing. The, there is the, the cell phone technology, the tracking technology. There is also the DNA Um they're talking in this case about mitochondrial DNA, familial DNA, being able to grab a piece of pizza that was in the trash that, outside that of his office. That to me is amazing. Absolutely. Well, it, you know, for those people who might remember Walter Ellis, Walter Ellis was a serial killer that we caught here in um, in Milwaukee in um, trying to remember the year. But it, I was when I was at the police department because we we had to announce it, and we were able to get uh, hair from his brush. Uh, in his home. I mean, there are, there are enough TV series out there that tell people the cool ways that police go about solving these crimes. They're not a secret anymore. 
And so when our, you know, the caller or the texter asked about technology, there is so much more now. But remember, if you have DNA, then DNA is an amazing tool. You have to have something to compare it to. You can have, you can have all the, I mean, you could grab, you could grab every, every glass that, that, that somebody has used for the last, you know, 30 days, but you have to compare it to something. And that was, they were, they were very fortunate in the New York case to find hairs from the suspect or believed to be from the suspect in the burlap, caught in the burlap and the tape that was used to bind the victims. Hmm. A friend texted me this question. So I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase it here quickly because we don't, we're going to run it out of time. Um, one of the things that we get used to is technology, mm-hmm. but it doesn't replace good, decent, honest oh. police work. You know and what I love? That's yeah. the, that's the thing that, I think we can have serial killers. They'll always be probably part of our our story here in this country and the world. But there's still a lot of really great work being done. Mm-hmm. Suffolk County uh, Police Commissioner was, uh, in 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 my view, was was one of the hero storytellers in this because one of the things he is getting out and doing is saying exactly what you just said, Steve. He's saying yes, we have all of these advances, but people, this was good. Police work. I've seen good police work. I, you know, for those who who may remember uh, when Jesse Anderson was killed, along with uh, Jeffrey Dahmer in prison, Jesse Anderson was notorious. I mean, he he's the one that uh, killed his wife in the parking lot of the TGA Fridays by Northridge. And then the rest is history on that. But uh, I remember that they the, the police starting from when they showed up, they had a suspicion that he was the killer. They didn't believe that, as he tried to say, uh, no, two black guys did it. And he was studying the Charles Stewart case from Boston, which is exactly the quote that Charles Stewart said when he tried to send the pe- police on a wild goose chase to deflect information from himself. Yeah, too but, smart for his own good. Yeah, the end of that, but the end of that piece is that, uh, you know, Jesse Anderson had said, hey, I never made it back into the car. Uh, and by the way, I knocked a baseball hat off of one of their heads. You normally wouldn't, you know point out a piece of evidence at a scene, you'd say, hey, could you maybe take care of my wife who's stabbed yes. 17 times in the face and the head yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and the chest. Uh, but uh, the police were able to match a dog hair. Real quick, I want to end uh, on a positive because you were, you were part of an event that uh, I think a lot, of, we've talked about it before, and, and it's, for lack of a better term, Cops Camp. Yes, it's yes. called Cops Kids Camp. Uh, Cops stands for Wisconsin Concerns of Police Survivors. In this case, though, it was the cops group all over the country. Uh, so there was sadly... There were 300 kids this year, the most that they have had in, in a long time, which is a, stat, a sad commentary on how many kids we have who have lost uh, parents in the line of duty. And they all get together for one week in, um, in uh, Walworth County, uh, Wisconsin, and they, take, uh, they, they get to have fun with each other, but they also get to talk to other people who get it. Uh, I was there. I had a, an, amazing, an amazing time, as always, seeing the resiliency of these kids we're seeing the kid that is sitting in the back of the room uh, who, if they have a yellow name tag, it means they've lost their parent within the last year. So that's very fresh for them. And you'll see those kids sometimes just sitting. They won't let go of their mom. They're sitting in the back. And then to see that child get up and engage with the other kids and the mother cries because she says, you know what, that, that he hasn't engaged 
and now he is, and thank you so much for that. I love it. We got we got to wrap it up. But is there a way that people can help them help the cause? Donate? Do you know? Is Absolutely, there a link? you can, and I'll give you the link so maybe you can share it sure, on, we'll, on, we'll the, on the website. That'd be great. And please, can I give the, the very fast shout out to our motorcycle motorcycle police officer from the Milwaukee Police Department who was hit by a car yesterday? He's recovering today. Let's send up our prayers for him, please. Get better soon. She's Annie Schwartz, Stephen Sandy. We're just getting started on this Wednesday edition.